No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to see you there once again. I hope you had a lovely day because I certainly did. I am Boogie Bump, your host. Hopefully for the next couple of hours or so, we'll see how we go. And as usual, so much to get through and so little time. Uh, If you could, please share the show out. But if you don't, that's okay. I understand. I wouldn't either if I were you. You have nothing to gain from sharing the show out. UK Neil with a diamond. Where the merch at? I'll get to all that. I'll get to all that. We'll just get through our little spiel first. Thank you for joining us. It is Wednesday night. Got a couple of fun things to bring for you tonight, but more importantly, in the second half of the show, we welcome back to the show, friend of the program, Mr. Murica, the bearded truth, will be joining us in the second half of the show to discuss all things important like beard oil, individual rights, and all of the things that will go away when the new normal takes hold. And we can't wait for that. Thank you for the diamond winning TV, Captain Henchman. Let's go! 10 away, we're so close to that 1,000 follower goal. We're so close. I can almost taste it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me about the lack of beard oil, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. So much to get through. So little time. I do want to have a little fun tonight in the first hour. The last couple of shows have been a little bit heavy. 10 to go. We're 10 to go. Uh, Just a quick reminder, uh, when we get to 1,000, then there will be a competition. I have to figure out a way to do it, but the DLive subscribers, the boogers, will be entered into a competition to win an authentic, one-of-a-kind custom-made glass daily boogie dildo, ladies and gentlemen. So congratulations. Congratulations. A pre-congratulations to the eventual winner of the glass boogie bumper dildo when we reach our thousand target here on DLive. If you're watching on one of the other platforms, please, by all means, head over to DLive, hit that follow, get us to a thousand. I'd love to apply for partner and get rejected. So that would be, that would be immense. That would be huge. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Somebody was asking for the shirts. If you want a shirt, this is how you get a shirt. Teespring.com slash stores slash boogie bumper. I don't, I'm going to do my sales pitch. I don't know why you'd want a shirt with my logo on it, but if you want one, there it is. If you want one, buy one. <laughs> if you don't want one, you don't have to. That's okay. So much to get through. So little time. I thought I'd start with this. Somebody shared with this uh, shared this with me just before we went live here. Because as you know, we're all about solutions in this time of lockdown, in this time of global pandemics, ladies and gentlemen. It's a very scary time. I, for one, feel so much safer that everybody's locked up in their own home. Don't you? Hmm? Don't you think this is a better way to go about it? (laughs) So we've seen a whole bunch of uh, left of centre wacky solutions to, I guess you could call them problems. 
A coronavirus lockdown measures are eased in New Zealand. Businesses are looking for innovative ways to maintain social distancing, including serving coffee on toy trains. Let's have a look at this. We love solutions. <laughs> yeah, this is this is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the diamond coffee talk with Sandra. Follow Coffee Talk with Sandra, by the way, our Jersey Goyle, who's starting her own stream very shortly. You're going to have to start streaming soon because I've been saying starting her own stream very so- shortly for a couple of weeks now. The double diamond coffee talk with Sandra. Ten, my band. Ten wins. Ten wins. The glass, authentic glass, one of a kind. Boogie bumper dildo, ladies and gentlemen. Once we get to our thousand follower goal. So there you have it. The, sir, if you could put, I, excuse me, I ordered the uh, the caramel latte with skim milk. Yes, yes. So if you could just sit at the end of the counter, the small train will deliver it to you in about four to five minutes. Can't I just come up and, and take it off the thing? No! We're trying to save lives here. Don't you understand? The real problem will be when the train drivers union gets hold of this news. Hey, did you know you guys are entitled to four days rostered off every month? Did you know that? I didn't know that. When the engineers union gets involved, production will slow right down. So you need to avoid that in the coffee shops. Thank you so much for joining us. So much to get through. So little time. Looking forward to the Mr. Bearded Truth joining us in the second half of the show. Uh, how about this for a solution? <laughs> this this actually might work. I don't know. But... Parenting robots will feed, teach, and exercise one in three kids by 2050, AI expert claims. You know, a lot of kids out there are growing up with single mothers. A lot of kids are growing up out there Without no no, I I took the the coin noise away because it was getting spammed a bit yesterday, and the ding 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 that was too much. So now no noise for ice cream. Now nobody gets an alert for ice creams. But thank you for the ice creams. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, Key Wizard. Don't stop dropping ice creams on me. Please don't. But I just had to take the noise away. Parenting robots will feed, teach, and exercise one in three kids by 2050. Robots will raise one in three children in the future. An AI expert says, Dr. Michelle Tempest says the droids will feed, exercise, and teach kids. Who's seen that movie Mother? It's like a sci-fi psychological thriller where the girl is raised by the machine. She's raised by the robot and like... A human comes in from the outside world and says, no, no, you don't understand. The robots are evil. They've been killing everybody. And the robot's saying to the human, who's now like an adult woman, but I would do never, I would never do anything bad to you. I cared for you. I raised you. Don't you trust me? Don't you love me? Creepy shit. Once again, life imitates art. They will also change nappies and tell stories and artificial uteruses will develop fetuses. (laughs) So we need to kill all of the humans. We need to destroy all of the human fetuses so we can have the artificial fetuses in the future. 
Dr. Tempest says that by 2050, parenting will be, quote, entirely optional. Isn't it now? Kind of really, though. I mean, I see a lot of grubby face, snotty nose kids running, running around at sort of eight, nine o'clock at night. So parenting is kind of optional already. It started being optional, I think, when the television was invented. We just park them in front of the TV. It's like, oh, you, I'm outsourcing from now on. I don't really feel a responsibility to, you know, impart any kind of great wisdom on these children. Yeah, society will raise them. Remember, your children belong to the community. They don't belong to you anymore. Smart baby monitors all already check on a baby's breathing and send alerts when a nappy is wet. Dr. Tempest, a former NHS doctor, now advises on the use of AI. This is the kind of person we want advising government, I think. The kind of person that wants robots to raise children. <laughs> she said, parents will become as obsolete as floppy disks are today. There needs to be a debate about how far we are willing to outsource our lives to technology, ladies and gentlemen. You know, on the surface, obviously, I've been railing against AI for the last couple of years on this show. Um, you know, I've been putting the blowtorch underneath overreach by the tech community into our daily lives. But on the surface, I've got to say, there's a whole bunch of parents out there who I wouldn't mind replacing with robots if the option is available. Some of them uh, probably do a far worse job than a programmed machine would. Just putting that out there. Let me bring you this story. This was breaking over the last 24 hours. Thank you for joining us. You're on the Daily Boogie. Mayor Bill de Blasio in New York, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we're nine away from a thousand. Help us reach a thousand. Share that shit out if you could. Mayor Bill de Blasio has has come under fire in the last 24 hours. Amazingly, he could have come under fire for a whole bunch of different reasons, but apparently this was the thing. This was the issue. This was the topic that finally got the magnifying glass over his mayoral run. Because you see, Mayor Bill de Blasio apparently said some things about Jewish people that the Jewish people didn't appreciate. And now it's become a national headline. So let's take a little look-see here at what just was going on in New York City, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the police breaking up. I think it was a funeral, some kind of gathering from the Orthodox Jewish community in New York, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a look. <laughs> Nice dubstep from the police there, by the way. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Who knew that the NYC, who knew that the NYPD had so much goddamn rhythm, huh? Nice, bro. So you can see there's a few of them gathered around on the street. I don't know what you're doing here. Why can't you just leave us alone? Can't you leave us to mourn in peace, huh? Oi, oi, vey. 
So this is this apparently has been going on in New York for quite some time, and people have been getting the shit. So there's been a lot of videos coming out of people, uh, you know, because look, they're just blocking the street and stuff. And a lot of people have been getting angry with these guys just blocking the street, doing what they want when everybody else is locked inside. I need to preface this whole next little segment of the show by saying I don't think anybody should be unconstitutionally forced into lockdown. So on the one hand, I'm tipping my hat to them because they're just giving the finger to the mayor's office and saying, we're not, we're not listening to your stupid rules. We don't care. We do what we want. But then on the other hand, there's also that sense of entitlement that they think, well, I don't care if you people stay inside. We're going to do what we want. You can't do nothing to us. You see how it's a very, <laughs> it's like six and six and a half, one dozen of the other, right? I love the fact that they're not listening to the mayor, but I also dislike the entitlement. <laughs> so I, I really don't know which way to fall on this. But apparently Mayor Bill de Blasio, he's had enough, ladies and gentlemen. He's decided that's it. I'm going to make a very politely worded tweet about this. Mayor Bill de Blasio breaks up crowded funeral in Brooklyn, now faces criticism for singling out Jewish community. My message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. I have instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups. This is about stopping the disease and saving lives, period. He's serious. He said period at the end. He's saving lives, guys. But then, of course, you get the predictable responses. Jack Posobiec underneath, Nazi. <laughs> Which, again, I don't think anybody... <laughs> Amber Leader's doing, well, okay, Hitler Jr. <laughs> because... It's the conservatives who will, I'm not saying Ambelina's doing this, but conservatives will say like how ridiculous it is to call everything Nazi. But when it suits, oh, well, we're, we're going to do it because this guy is the kind of guy who calls everybody a Nazi, right? So it's, it's just layers. It's like onion layers of ridiculousness involved in this. But I don't know, maybe I could do it. Maybe we could make it a little more Nazi. Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with what he said, except for the fact that nobody should be forced to be locked up in their own home. That's the wrong part for me. But people have been complaining for a long time about these Orthodox Jewish groups who have been blocking streets and doing what they want while everybody else is locked inside, right? So, I don't think that this is particularly Nazi-like, but maybe we can help it along just a touch. Maybe we can make it a little more Nazi-like. What do you think? A message from the mayor's office. My message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. I have instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups. This is about stopping the disease and saving lives. Period. 
Oh, come on. Come on, it's not that bad. Let's see what Bill had to say for himself. Shall we? Or should I say, mein Führer? Again, this is a community I love. This is a community I love I've the spent community. a lot love of the time community. working with closely. Mm. And if you saw anger and frustration, yeah. you're right. Oh. I spoke out of right. real distress that people's lives were in danger before my eyes, and I was not going to tolerate it. So I regret if the way I said it in any way gave people a, a feeling of being treated the wrong way. That was not my intention. It was said with love, but it was tough love. It was anger and frustration. And what I saw at Nomarch, it's not happened other places. Let's be honest. This kind of gathering has happened in only a few places. And it cannot continue. It's endangering the lives of people in the community. So to all those, I understand politicians, everyone has said, oh, look, you know, this is like people gathering in the park. No, it's not like people gathering in the park. It was thousands of people. It's tough love, tough love. Here. It was not acceptable. We will not tolerate it. I also will not tolerate any anti-Semitism, ever. Never. And for decades, I've made it my business to stand up for the Jewish community. And I'm standing up for the Jewish community. Won't tolerate anti-Semitism. We will protect them. We won't allow it to grow in the city. We've fought it back many times. My message was to all communities, and that was written in black and white. Black and white. But it was also to be clear that what I saw, I had not seen anywhere else. I've not seen anything like be this before. About the fact that there's a problem that people have to come to grips with and deal with, or else people ah. in the community will die. And that's not something to get somehow shunted aside. I understand the power of words, obviously. We understand the power of words. That power, that concern about words, overcome the value of human life. We're here to protect human beings. And we are, are protecting the human race. Members of the Jewish community were putting each other in danger. They were putting our police officers in danger. <laughs> now, if I Members of the Jewish community were putting my officers in danger. Action must be taken. <laughs> See it in any other community. I'll call that out equally. So again. If in my passion and in my emotion I said something that in any way is hurtful, yep. I'm sorry about yep. that. That yep. was not my intention. Ah. But I also want to be clear, I have yep. no regrets about calling out this thing. And we have no regrets! <sighs> there he is, ladies and gentlemen. The good Mayor Bill de Blasio, huh? He has no regrets. He will call them out. He will call out the traitors! <laughs> Okay, that was dumb. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, if you're a long-time listener to this show, uh, I'm down all the way down here in little old Australia. And little old Australia has been making enemies recently. Very powerful enemies in very powerful places. In light of the lockdown, in light of the economic destruction that has seen the, the world take a collective dump, uh, Australia, little old Australia of just 25 million people has decided to announce that they want a unbiased, objective investigation into just where did the COVID-19 thing start? Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Ferroxunder. Thank you for joining us. Ferroxunder, by the way, on uh, Gaytown, the Rust server. I'll see you in hell. <clears throat> I'll see you in hell. Thank you for joining us. 
Coffee talk with Sandra. Thank you for the diamond. I, I didn't see the comment because it's long gone. <laughs> so, but thank you for the diamond nonetheless. So little old Australia has been making enemies. And China is not too happy with this call by Australia for an investigation into where the coronavirus started. China threatens Australia. Thank you for the diamond, Captain Henchman. China threatens Australia with economic damage for investigating COVID-19. Beijing is unhappy. Amberlina with the diamond. Thank you so much. Very generous. Why censored Kimmy with the diamond? Thank you so much, guys. Beijing is unhappy with the prospect of COVID-19 outbreak handling being investigated. There's Winnie. China has threatened Australia with economic consequences. There will be consequences. Winning TV with the diamond. Thank you so much. Uh, follow Winning TV, by the way. DLive.tv slash Winning TV. China has threatened Australia with economic consequences if they launch an investigation into Beijing's handling of the coronavirus outbreak, which has paralysed several countries and claimed tens of thousands of lives. According to The Hill, Chinese ambassador to Australia, Cheng Jiai, warned that Jiai Cheng warned that Beijing could call for boycotts of Australian products and a halt of tourism to the land down under if an investigation were to be launched. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, me. Whatever will we do? How will we ever recover from this? China's threats have been dubbed economic coercion by Australian Foreign Minister Maurice Payne. These uppity Australians, huh? These uppity Australians think they have a right to know where the virus came from. I tell you what, they need to know their place, these Australians. You know, they're in Asia. They think they are a big country, but they are not a big country. If they weren't friends with America, we would fuck them up. <laughs> it's like, I've made the analogy before. We're standing on the beach in North North Queensland, the northernmost part of Australia, just giving the finger to the rest of Asia. <laughs> and when everybody gets angry at us, we go, America, <laughs> don't make me invite my cousin. You know, my cousin will fuck you up if you do anything. They've got like heaps of bombs and everything. America, he's picking on me. And America goes, all right, stop that. Everybody stop that. Leave Australia alone. We're like, (laughs) I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. We reject any suggestion that economic coercion is an appropriate response to a call for such an assessment. So let's have a look at what's going on here, shall we? China has rejected Australia's call for an independent investigation into the original source and response to the coronavirus You don't need an investigation. You don't need to see his identification. This is not the virus you're looking for. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, Excuse me, China. This is Australia. Uh, We think there should be an independent investigation into where the virus started and your response to it. (laughs) Don't be silly, Australia. You don't need an investigation. Trust me, you don't want an investigation. We tell you where it come from. It come from uh, America, yeah. America start virus. America was the one, because you see a troop come over, and he was infected, and then it spread in Wuhan. This is all you need to know. But I still think we should have like some kind of investigation, some kind of independent audit of the, oh, no, no, don't be silly. 
Don't be serious, Taya. You don't need these. No, don't you like our tourism? Do you like our tourism, Dora? You know, it would be very upsetting if we would have to stop buying your things because you will make a big noise about investigation. You know, sometimes investigators, they have a heavy bag. You don't need an investigation. These are not the droids you're looking for. Outbreak. Foreign Minister Maurice Payne announced on the weekend she would push for an independent review of the COVID-19 pandemic. A Ooh. review would aim... Ooh, that's fight voids. ...to identify the genesis of the virus and the approaches to dealing with it, including... I can't dance. I can't talk. Oh, not that kind of genesis, gotcha. ...Beijing's early handling of the outbreak. Mm. But China's foreign ministry spokesman has hit back, arguing yes. Australia's comments are disrespectful. Oh! <laughs> Australia's comments are disrespectful. <laughs> I hear Australia won an investigation into how a coronavirus started. This is very disrespectful. You need to learn your place. Why don't you stop asking for things? <laughs> oh, pardon me. I'm, I'm terribly sorry, sir. We should know, you should know where your bread is buttered, huh? <laughs> Thank, Thank you for coming. coming. I'll see you in hell. Very disrespectful. To the Chinese people. Very disrespectful to the Chinese people. But I do love, like, normally I would expect our government to just fold over on stuff like this and go, okay, sorry, we didn't mean to upset you. But to their credit, they're sticking to their guns on this one. Which is more than they would normally do. Because I like, I like that aspect of Australia. See, being disrespectful is kind of in our DNA. We, we, are, we are a nation of fucking criminals. We are, lit, we are the literal criminal scum of the UK. We are the un unwanted, unwashed criminal filth of England and Ireland. We should act like it. <laughs> oh, Australia being very disrespectful. We should go, fuck you. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Lock me up. Put the cuffs on me then. Huh? Huh? It is very fascist hippie, I think, is a fellow Aussie. I th it is very surprising, isn't it? We don't normally do this. Oh, very disrespectful. Oh, I'm so sorry about that, dickhead. What? Nothing. Australia being very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Ching chong chong chong. What? Nothing. Nothing. China's performance and our contribution has been widely praised by the international community. Any doubts on China's transparency in prevention and control of the epidemic yeah. is not in line with the facts. Oh, oh. Why don't we investigate the facts? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Any call for investigation does not line up with a fact. We hope certain people in Australia will Ooh. do more to improve China-Australia relations. Well, if, why do we have to improve the China-Australia relations? We're not the ones threatening eco economic warfare here. <laughs> we really hope that Australia tried to be a better friend to China. Right now, you're not a very nice friend. We want to be friend. Just do what we say and then we'll be friends with you. Deepen the mutual trust between the two countries and help. Mutual trust, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we need to deepen the mutual trust. Make it even better than it was.
help anti-pandemic cooperation. Anti-pandemic cooperation. I love this stuff. Other than going along with the hype created by a certain country. Oh. <laughs> they really do talk down to everyone, don't they? <laughs> we really hope that China is a bit... We really hope that Australia tries to be a better friend to China than going along with the hype created by a certain country. That would be you, America. You're the certain country. I don't know if you know this or not, but you're creating a whole bunch of hype. And China would like you. We would like to be a friend to Australia. We can be a good friend to you. And they just put their hand on your lap, on your knee. You know what I mean? Start rubbing your thigh. You know, Australia need a good friend in the world. And China can be very good friend to you. Maybe you should stop uh, listening to your friend over there. China can be very nice friend, very good friend. They are the, they are the Joe Biden of international politics. Responding to those claims, Prime Minister Morrison says China and Australia can have respectfully different opinions. Yeah. On no, you cannot. <laughs> you must have our opinion. Everything else is uh, very disrespectful. A planned review. Scott mm -hmm. Morrison says it's no secret that the virus originated in China. <laughs> what this is a horrible accusation. And that it was important all countries are transparent about public health. This is important regardless of where a, a virus might break out. Mm -hmm. um, if it happened in Australia, if it happened in China, it happened in parts of Africa or the Pacific or... Not Africa. The Middle East or wherever it would happen to be. It's important for public health globally mm. that there is a transparency ah. in the way that you can get access to this important information early. China, China is very transparent. China, very open country, very transparent. We only give you uh, the truth. But don't you ever ask ever again. Okay? Don't you ever ask ever again. Uh, tell you what, we've been dealing with... The ridiculousness of the lockdowns and these laws that aren't really laws. And we're going to be joined by Mr. America the Bearded Truth in the second half of the show to discuss this a little further. I'm looking forward to that. Everybody follow Mr. America the Bearded Truth, by the way. I came across this video earlier today and I thought I'd share it because I haven't watched it yet. I want to watch it with you. I want to see what you think. The title was enough to drag me in. This is from an Australian program called A Current Affair, which usually, usually feeds on uh, boomer and single mother outrage. And they promote it in order to get clicks and to get views and ratings. But this title, Old Holiday Photo Results in Whopping Fine, because we've talked about riot police chasing people off the beach. We've seen countless videos of people being arrested and dragged away because they just happened to be in a public area with nobody around. We saw the police chasing a guy out of the ocean and there was nobody else in the water, right? Because apparently that's putting lives at risk. All of this ridiculousness. And I remember saying on this program, you'll remember it too if you were here. When these uh, restrictions first got announced, right? When these restrictions first got uh, called, I said to you, you watch... The police will be frothing at the mouth. Those were my exact terms. They will be frothing at the mouth to hand out fines. Over the course of the Easter weekend, in my state alone, New South Wales, the police issued $250,000 worth of fines in two days. Two days. So the money comes rolling in. 
And that, by the way, goes into consolidated revenue. Because people say, oh, we need the fines to pay for roads and hospitals. and It doesn't work like that. Money collected by fines goes into consolidated revenue. They can use it for whatever they want, which is usually pissing it up against a wall. So let's see, because, you know, we've got to res- we're respecting our boys in blue. Hats off to you, sir. You're out there saving lives. You're putting your lives at risk to make sure that people don't wander on the beach without a good reason to do so. Let's see how they are keeping the country safe. While those penalties are there to stop littering, there are new ones to help save lives. Saving lives. Mm -hmm. But critics say some are just way over the top. Like those issued to Jazz and Gary for thousands of dollars after the couple posted old holiday snaps on Facebook. But Boogie, Boogie, don't be, don't be ridiculous. The, it's, the police wouldn't be trawling Facebook to issue fines. No charge, no evidence. No probable cause, no reason. The police, surely the police wouldn't be loitering around on Facebook looking for people posting holiday snaps and then just sending fines to their address. Surely that wouldn't happen. It'll never happen here, right? We've seen the stories about, you know, police in other countries who patrol Facebook and kick down people's doors and issue fines and stuff, but it'll never happen here. <laughs> but critics say some are just way over the top, like those issued to Jazz and Gary for thousands of dollars after the couple posted old holiday snaps on Facebook. Oh, I'm appalled at it, really. I'm appalled. I'm appalled at it. Sometimes the police seem to be exercising their powers in an inconsistent or arbitrary way. That's a very polite way of putting it. A fine for a holiday far more costly than the getaway itself. Okay. I reckon they are a bit... Woo! $1,652, huh? (laughs) You just get it in the mail. They don't even have to witness a crime taking place. They will just send you a fine in the mail. Here, pay this. Pay this. And, of course, what never gets mentioned is if you want to fight the fine, remember we played the story about uh, the which is like our version of the DMV was issuing fines to people. And the people were signing stat decks saying, this is not even my car. I wasn't even on that road at this time. So this couldn't possibly be me. And then the DMV came back and said, okay, we appreciate your concern. We'll give you an extra three days to pay that fine. <laughs> it's like, thank you so much. You're very generous after signing a stat deck. But if you want to fight this, you have to go to court. And if you go to court and you've got a job, then you have to take a day off work. You probably have to hire a solicitor. So they know that it's probably going to cost you more to fight the fine than it costs to pay the fine. So most people just pay it. It is, essential, it is essentially an extortion racket. A legislated government-led extortion racket nationwide. And now with coronavirus, it's just a whole nother excuse. It's a whole nother layer of extortion. Because now we can just look on Facebook, look at a holiday photo and send you a fine for $1,600 in the mail. That's it. Pay it or else. Isn't it wonderful? The lucky country, ladies and gentlemen. Revenue raising. 
to say the least. Revenue raisin? Woman Jack- What's a revenue raisin? <laughs> As Mott and husband Gary spent a few days away at Lake's entrance almost a year ago. Yep. And when they recently put up the snaps on Facebook, mm-hmm. they never expected this. Two days later, I had um, the Tarragon police rock up here. Well, they showed up to her door. Post something on Facebook, police knock on your door. Hmm? Post holiday photos on Facebook, police show up at your door. Oh boy, things are getting real, huh? And hand finds to me and my husband. Jazz and Gary were slapped. Well, I guess at least they handed them the fine in person. They didn't just send it in the mail. ...with individual infringements totalling more than $3,000. So there's two of them. 3,000 in total. Oh, this is good. I was a bit shocked she didn't even say anything. She just handed me the fines and walked off. And I was very frustrated that they didn't even give me a chance to explain. Uh, We're human. We're not going to get everything right all the time. (laughs) I bet you were one of these silly citizens who thought that police investigate things before they start, you know, criminalising people. (laughs) Look, we're not going to get everything right all the time. I I think it would have taken you five minutes to investigate this. No, that was too much effort. That was too difficult. Just show up, hand them the fine and walk away. Look, we're, we're human, okay? We get things wrong. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, sir. Terribly sorry. <laughs> the the standard, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Exactly. Natty C in the chat. Great way of putting it. Investigating is disrespectful. Remember, Boogie. I'll, I'll, I will not forget. Good on this lady for taking it to the news. Of course. Absolutely. She She's lucky she didn't post it on Facebook. Otherwise, the police would have to come back. <laughs> We're watching your Facebook account. We're watching your Facebook account now, you bitch. Just so you know, we got our eyes on you. And we will make mistakes. Yep. The fine was withdrawn when oh. police realised the mix-up. It was a mix-up. It was just an accident, guys. See how they're avoiding the uh, the elephant in the room here? See how they're avoiding the real issue? No, no, the real issue is not that uh, there was a mix-up. The real issue isn't that people make mistakes. The real issue is that you issued a fine based on pictures on Facebook. That's the real issue. That's the real concern here, that you issued a fine based on what somebody posted on Facebook, sir. Oh, people make mistakes. Oh, no. There was some kind of a mix-up. Oh, no. No, 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 no. The issue is... (laughs) You've, you've sent an officer to somebody's home with a fine because of pictures they posted on Facebook. That's not a mix-up. That's a fuck-up. You know the difference? You fucked up. There wasn't a mix-up. He advised me um, if I post any more photos up on Facebook, um, I'll be judged. I'm- oh! <laughs> now, don't you post any more photos on your personal Facebook account or we'll have to come back and cuff you. We'll have to throw you in the clink. It's just a mix-up. I'm not taking them down because it's my Facebook. I should be allowed to post the photos I want. We are not actively scanning social media 
to see if people are breaking the rules. What we're about, we're about responding to what the public is alerting us to. Ah, in other words, somebody saw a Facebook post and went straight to the cops. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, look, oh, we're not investigating Facebook. No, we're going off the word of random people on the internet who say that somebody's breaking the rules, and that's good enough for us, right? That's good enough. That's the work that we're doing here, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's a good time, once again, to play this, just to give everybody a quick PSA. Winning TV says, your fine will be massive with all of your viewers. I don't have that many viewers, thankfully. (laughs) It's time for another little public service announcement. I know I played this on Monday, but it seems appropriate, I think, to do it again, if I can find it. Why is this video so hard to find? Let's go here. Okay, here we go. The Great Irrational Times, ladies and gentlemen. Business, it's the best thing to do. If not, sometimes you look like a fool. But you believe the news and all the lines they're giving. Now you're left bitching. It used to be that snitches got stitches, but not anymore. The world's gone crazy right at my front door. You see your neighbors have a couple of friends They came over for a visit, now you call the feds The guy down the street leaves his house too much Why can't he fall in line like everyone else? So you be snitching like a little rat pink If you was in the mob, you'd be six feet deep Cause you're snitching your new favorite thing all your friends and family you're gonna turn them in all the things that we did last week you see me doing them now you call the police the other day you were standing in line I got you close, now I'm doing time It used to be that snitches got stitches but not anymore now you're lining up for some kind of reward for snitching. Seven o'clock. You be snitching. Snitching on a Monday and Tuesday morning. Wednesday and Thursday night because you're boring Snitching on a Friday and Saturday too You even tattletale in the afternoon It used to be that snitches got stitches But not anymore The world's gone crazy right at my front door The Great Irrational Times, ladies and gentlemen Absolutely nailing it So here the police admit that they didn't do any investigation. They didn't do any work themselves. They just relied on somebody snitching on Facebook. And that was enough to hand two innocent people $3,000 worth of fines. 
Seven more to go to a thousand, and then one of our subscribers will win themselves an authentic glass uh, boogie bumper dildo. <laughs> I don't know, it's authentic, one of a kind, anyway. Um, <clears throat> oh, look at me. Oh, Drew I'm Jackson's tape with the chat. So were you gonna add YouTube to the on-screen chat at some point or can we pretty much just fight to the death over there? <laughs> Things are heating up in the back of the booger bus. Things are heating up at the back of the booger bus. I like the D-Live chat. Snitches get stitches. I'm okay, I'm looking I'm looking at the uh, YouTube chat now. See, the thing is I like the D-Live chat. And I'd I'd rather people come and join us on D-Live. But I don't want to ignore our friends on YouTube either. But thank you so much for the tip, by the way. Drew Jackson's Taint, the best damn YouTube moderator in the business. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us over there on YouTube. Uh, also say hello to our Periscope folks, and I think there's like one person watching on Twitch. But DLive is the place to be. DLive is the place to be as we push on to a 1,000 followers. And like I said, when we get to a 1,000, I'll figure out some kind of... Um, some kind of uh, giveaway thing. I'll figure out some kind of lotto and then one of our subscribers will get themselves an authentic boogie bumper dildo, ladies and gentlemen. So two innocent people get $3,000 worth of fines based on nothing but the snitching of somebody on Facebook. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, all jokes aside, when we get through this next little period of, you know, when people start to pretend like we're going back to some kind of normal, even though the new normal is going to be drones flying around the city, even though the new normal is going to be governments pushing social tracing apps on your phone, that, that shit ain't normal, by the way. But they're going to say that that's normal. That's the new normal. When we get through this, I think that the damage that has been done to police departments based on their overzealous overreaching in trying to enforce laws that really don't exist is going to be far worse than any kind of controversial shooting of an unarmed guy or something. You know why? Because that happens like three or four times a year. These stories now are happening every day. And I'm somebody who thinks that people don't respect the police enough, like already, but there's going to be zero respect when this is all done because of shit like this. Because you have to come out and make statements. Oh, sorry, there was a mix-up. We accidentally fined somebody because somebody snitched about Facebook photos. Oh, sorry, we had to handcuff this mother because her children were playing in a park. Sorry, we had to handcuff this father and drag him away because he was in a park with his child playing baseball when nobody was around. The damage that's being done to the police right now. We played the video of the two guys who were handcuffed on the street in Sydney dragged out of their car because they were sitting in a car eating pizza on the street. They just bought a pizza and said, oh, we'll eat it before we go home, so it's still hot. Dragged out of the car. There were seven police officers standing around them while they were being cuffed. <laughs> Master of Blackjack says, sorry, but DLive chat is obnoxious with stupid-ass gifts, no can do. I'll hand Andrew Jackson and I am the highway instead. He's going to hang with them instead. I on the highway says, wait, how much are the dues, bruh? $3,000, my man. 3000 bucks. So there you have it. What have we got here? How are we doing for time? How much time we got? We got a little time? Can we do some time? Yeah, let's do this one. This one was sent through by Kitty Razor, who absolutely nailed uh, the vibe of this program, ladies and gentlemen, when she sent this through. 
Man in gorilla costume charged with burglarizing Mount Juliet home. Let's have a look at this. Come on now. In a gorilla costume. He was accused of breaking into a home, scaring a six-year-old girl. 31-year-old Richard Music <laughs> is charged with aggravated burglary. Yesterday afternoon, police responded to a home on uh, Dunedin. <laughs> it's those damn monkeys breaking into our home again. Oh, it's a guy in a gorilla costume. Wow. Accurate, huh? Who would have thunk it? Drive to search for a person wearing a gorilla costume. Free Harambe, ladies and gentlemen. Investigators say a homeowner confronted the man in their backyard. Police say Music ran off and was caught nearby. Music told investigators he thought he was at someone else's home. Ah, he thought he was at someone else's home. Well, that's generally what you do when you rob a place, though. Isn't that the general fucking reason why you're there? You're not going to rob your own place. Why were you breaking into this person's house? I'm sorry. I thought I was at somebody else's home. Well, yes, you're a, you're a robber, right? You're a burglar. <laughs> I thought this was my house, officer. I was breaking into my own home. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Utterly fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what have we got here? Two arrested for allegedly violating emergency management plan. Let's have a look. And with the stay-at-home restriction in place, law enforcement still making sure that people are following with the, following the rules. I, I certainly hope they're checking checking Facebook. Arnold Adenegron tells us about a tip police got through their app that led to some of the first arrests allegedly for violating the order. Due to the stay-at-home order, a lot of us cannot go to get a haircut, get our nails done, or even go shopping. Those businesses are not open because they are deemed non-essential. But police received two tips through their app. Both of the violators of the emergency order made contact with an undercover officer to set up an appointment for a cosmetic-slash-beauty service. 31-year-old Ana Isabel Castro-Garcia was arrested at a... Ana Isabel Castro-Garcia. Thank you for the diamond coffee talk with Sandra. Eight to go. One dropped out. So we were at seven and somebody decided to unfollow. Nah, fuck this guy. I don't like him. (laughs) So we're back to eight to go. We were at seven. Now we're back at eight. A home where she agreed to and meet the officer posing as a customer. Ah. Castro admitted. So wait, we're we're doing entrapment now on fucking salon workers? Come on, man. Like, you cannot say to me that this is not boredom at this point. I think I think a lot of this is fucking boredom. Police are normally, like, breaking up bar fights. They're cruising around. They're getting drunk drivers. They're getting jaywalkers. They're getting whoever fucking knows what. So now they're setting up sting operations to get people who do haircuts. <laughs> Dangerous fucking criminals, obviously. So we've got that sting operation for the uh, Colombian drug dealer planned for this Friday. I don't think so. We have to get Esmeralda Villalopos. Didn't you hear? She's been giving people perms without a permit. She has no permit. (laughs) 
what the fuck is going on here? Like, I'm, I'm loathed to use a cliche, but it's kind of like, don't you have anything better to do? Aren't there any real criminals out there that you could, you know, be taken care of? I guess not. No, we have to spend city resources. We have to spend budget money on, again, setting up sting operations to catch people who do home haircuts. By the way, respect the boys in blue. It's a tough job. They at home order. A lot of us cannot go to get a haircut, get our nails done, or mm. even... Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Go shopping. Those businesses are not open. Gustafro. And because they're deemed non-essential. Non-essential. But police received two tips through their app. Both of the violators of the... Two big tips. Emergency order made contact with an undercover officer. To- yeah, good point in the chat by Ben K. Veritas. The real criminals have been getting released. <laughs> The only way to avoid jail now is to be a criminal because they're releasing the criminals into the community because they're trying to prevent the spread of coronavirus while they're locking up innocent people, not breaking any laws, trying to prevent the spread of coronavirus. It really is like an inverted logic thing that's taking place here. The people in orange jumpsuits are walking past the people in civilians as they cross each other in the prison hallway. The prisoners are getting let out. You're getting thrown in. Isn't it fucking amazing? So like I said, the only way to avoid being locked up in prison is to be an actual criminal. They'll let you out to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Hey, we need your cell emptied for the innocent people. We need to lock them up to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Oh, okay. Makes sense to me. To set up an appointment for a cosmetic slash beauty service. A beauty 31 service. 31-year-old Ana Isabel Castro Garcia was arrested at a home where she agreed to and meet the officer posing as a customer. Un- Castro- unfucking believable admitted to running a nail salon inside her residence and promoting the services on social media, going against the mayoral decree currently in place. Now, Castro was arrested under a $500 bond. Now, the second case, 20-year-old Brenda Stephanie Mata was arrested after she agreed to perform an eyelash service inside her residence. She agreed to perform an eyelash service in her home. They fucking arrested her. <clears throat> How dare you? Wow. Like, I'd, I'd be okay if they had have said, oh, she was a drug dealer posing as a beautician. Then it's like, okay, fair enough. No, no, no. She was just a beautician. She was just performing an eyelash service. The cops are said fucking unbelievable. The cops are doing sting operations to imprison beauticians, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. Oh, we're out here saving lives. We're saving lives. We're on the front lines. You don't know what we deal with. The whole Back the Blue movement has just taken a collective shit on itself in the last two months. And and fucking no sympathy. You've got nobody to blame but yourselves when you do shit like this. 
when all this is over, there's going to be so many people who just, when a cop tells them to do something, they're going to go, no, fuck off. Because of stuff like this. You are making yourselves a hateable figure in the community instead of a respected one. What, you sent an undercover cop to go and arrest somebody who does eyelashes? For what, like 50 bucks? Give me a fucking break, man. <sighs> Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Winning TV. Um, we played the clip that Ben K. Veritas sent to the show the other day. The sheriff from, I forget, the, it was an unpronounceable name of the county. And the sheriff of the county put on Facebook, no, we're not going to be enforcing these. We're not going to be enforcing these fucking rules. Sorry. And I guess the media was trying to drag him over hot coals. So, oh, you Ring the, the bell and get your lives. cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, UK Neil. You, I guess you've got to save the community. You know, and all the usual shit. And he said, no, 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 we're not going to be enforcing these bullshit rules. So, sorry. And I made the comment, like, I want to see more of that. Why aren't we seeing more of that? Why can't more people do this? If one guy can do it, they can all do it, right? But instead, you have to balance that up with shit like this. And look, I'm not an anti-cop guy. Sincerely. It is a shitty job. It is a tough job. It is something that somebody has to do. I get all that. There are risks. I understand. And when they do good, I'm like, yes, well done. Well done, officer. Thank you so much. But when they do shit like this, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do except give you one of those. A big finger. And say to the people of this community where the police department thinks it's appropriate to set up fucking sting operations to, t to take down dangerous beauticians who happen to be doing eyelash services in their own fucking garage, for fuck's sake. There's nothing I can say except fuck you. What the fuck is wrong with you? And the rest of the community, I think, would be right in saying the exact same thing. Unfucking believable Brenda Stephanie Mata was arrested after she agreed to perform. You say shit like this and you're like, no, no, fuck the back to blue stuff. And that's not fair to the guys who are good. That's not fair to the sheriffs who aren't enforcing these bullshit rules. That's not fair to the good police, but hey, sorry. I, I get lumped in with a whole bunch of shit tards too, you know. Ring so. the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, why censored? Form an eyelash service inside her residence <laughs> from an undercover officer also posing as a customer. <laughs> Mata was arrested for violation of emergency management plan under a $500 bond. Violation of an emergency management plan. So this is this managing the management plan, is it? Arresting beauticians for giving eyelash Ring services? Ring the bell Fuck and off. get your cheese, man. UK Neil, thank you for the gifted sub. Uh... We're going to take a quick five-minute break here, ladies and gentlemen. That was thoroughly depressing. I forget who sent me that. I think it was Henry St. George Tucker Bumper who sent that story through. Uh, sorry if I got it wrong. That was fucking utterly and thoroughly depressing. Um, <laughs> don't worry. We'll have a little more fun after the break. Uh, special shout-out to the guys on YouTube. Ah, oh, look. I don't know. I'll put it to a poll. I'll put a poll out on Twitter. If people want to have all of the chats up on the screen again, once again, then I might do it. 
but I really like the uh, DLive chat app. It just works so much better than Restream does. Restream's very glitchy and it doesn't show up when uh, people uh, donate diamonds and shit. So I want to be able to read people's messages when they donate to the show. And if I have the Restream chat up, then I can't see it. I have to have a separate window open for DLive. This is all back of house stuff that you probably don't care about. But I'll put a poll out on Twitter and say, all right, who who thinks who thinks that we should let the other platforms into the room? <laughs> or should we lock them outside? Because it is quarantine, right? We need to have social distancing up in this bitch. So we're all in here together. We're all having an orgy in here together, exchanging bodily fluids on DLive. I don't know if I want your kind hanging around. <laughs> Something to think about. <clears throat> I'll be back after a quick five-minute break, ladies and gentlemen with Mr. America, the Beard of Truth. We're going to review uh, one of the videos. I kept a video from yesterday about the social tracking apps because I thought I want to hear what Mr. America, the Beard of Truth, our constitutional, my fellow black shirt wearing libertarian, I want to get his take on it, see what he thinks about all this, see what direction he thinks society is going in, just in case I haven't depressed you enough this week. So please stick around. You're listening to The Daily Boogie. I'll be back in five. See you soon. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner. And we love JJ here on the show. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection. The perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police-stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. 
Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus <laughs> Christ, what are you fucking Asian Dick Tracy? <laughs> you. Why do you, why do you have to ruin my evening? Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my buds do their show, and you get, you gotta, you just gotta do that. You just, you just do it the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like goth public access TV? Then join me for The Big Empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy This Justin the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say. And people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. Second hour daily boogie podcast with your host Boogie Bumper. It's a Wednesday night. Don't forget, as always. 
Tonight's recommended drink, ladies and gentlemen, cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on DLive, dlive.tv slash boogie bumper. Uh, incidentally, you saw the Joy of Pessy song that everybody loves, in- myself included. I sing it all fucking day. Enjoy the Joy of Pessy. Um, Pessy, tonight, not tonight, pardon me, Friday night at midnight, another special educational program with two documentaries, uh, one from 1997, I think, which is teaching old people how to surf the internet back in 1997. And the other one is How to Get Revenge. Yours truly, I will be on Joy of Pessy this Friday night at midnight. So hopefully, please, can you join us for that? Because it, it's always a good time with Joy of Pessy and the Joy Boys. So follow Joy of Pessy on DLive, dlive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. And you'll catch myself. I think Major Tom's going to be there. JJ Stoner will be there. And of course, uh, the man himself, Joy of Pessy. So I'm looking forward to that. Wash your hands. I always wash my hands. I always wash my hands and I'm always sure not to piss on my hands. So I do it both ways. So thank you for joining us. I'd like to bring in our guest for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's, it's funny. We started off kind of being um, not enemies, but there was like a little bit of angst between us when we first started conversing, myself and this guy. And as we've gone on, we've discovered that we, uh, we're more in line with each other, I think, than either of us really knew for the longest time. I am, of course, talking about a uh, friend of the program, Mr. America, the Bearded Truth. Are you there, sir? I can see he's got himself muted in... in he's got himself muted on the fucking Discord. You're going to have to unmute yourself. You're going to have to unmute yourself then. I, I am. There How are you? Is. There he is. How are you, man? Good no. to have you. I can't hear you. I, real quick, I can't hear you on the... Uh on discord you can't hear me on discord okay that's a little strange i can see the i can see the the audio is going out i can see it yep yep (laughs) okay it must be your discord settings It must be your Discord setting, sir. Correct. <clears throat> correct. It is correct. <laughs> Do you want me to get you on Skype? Yep. We can't have a conversation this way. <laughs> we absolutely can't have a conversation this way. So uh, you need to change your mic. What are you listening to? Disc- uh, look, we can't do it this way. I'm going to call him on Skype. How about that? Okay. You see, he's just hung up. So that worked well. Um <laughs> Always do a preach. Always do a preacher. I'll try one more time. Still can't hear me, huh? I can't. Oh, I can hear you now. Oh, you can hear me now. There yes. All, All right, right, we're good. <clears throat> well, sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, welcome to the show, Mister America, the Beard of Truth. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's uh, in the typical Beard of Truth fashion. I've managed to somehow mess up everything. So that's okay. Glad to be here and. To take you hopefully from 992 to maybe 991. Is, well, we, that, is we, that the goal here? We have dropped. We just dropped back to 991. Oh, yeah. Success. Yeah. You just you bring the black shirt, black shirt wearing libertarian on uh, to to meet up with you, the other black shirt wearing libertarian, and uh, well, you're incredibly unpopular. Dropping like flies. You're incredible. <laughs> but this is this is why I bring you on. You see, 
This yes. is why I'll bring you on here because you are incredibly unpopular. Because like if I bring people on and they don't like like I don't know if you were watching a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how like I was sharing out uh JJ Stoner's show, Joy of Pessy, uh Revenge of the Sis, mm-hmm. right? And I got a DM from somebody that was like MAGA Thought 45 with an with a fucking America flag. Bring the bell and, and get your cheese. I had no man. idea I had no idea who this person is, but it's so funny because because you talk so much, right? Because you, like I do what seven or eight hours a week of, you know, podcast. And I understand people think that like they know you really well or something, or like they think that because they're listening to you, it's like, it's quite an intimate thing listening to a podcast. It's like they're talking to you, but Mm -hmm. so, but people message you with that. That's their relationship to you, but you don't have any relationship to them. Like you don't know them at all. And this person who I've never fucking spoken to, uh, like I said, Magathot 45 with a fucking flag as an avatar, like very stereotypical, uh, messaged me and said, um, yeah, but the message was like, oh, I used to have so much respect for you. Why are you sharing out these programs? I don't like them. And I was like, <clears throat> I, di- I didn't even respond. I just deleted it. Like I'm like, because I can't talk to somebody. If somebody's willing to do that, like straight off the bat, not like, hi, my name is such and such. None of that. No introduction. Just went straight to lecturing. So I just deleted it, and it's like, don't yeah. don't tell me how to, don't tell me who I should share. I'm sharing the shows out because I like them. You don't have to like them. You don't have to watch them. But don't fucking. I, tell I think me that, that person, and and maybe the manga would be an indication. I'm sorry for manga people in here. Um, this might be tearing it up, but um, it might be one of those indications of of immaturity, right? If you think back in like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, you were like, <laughs> I like the color red. He likes the color red. We're gonna be best, best friends. Friends. We're gonna like everything the same. Yeah, and, and so I mean, you said something that was against the government. He was like, "Was it against Trump?" I'm, I'm all for it. And then you were like, "Hey, here's this other entertainment." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I thought we we're besties." What happened? <laughs> what did you do? What happened, man? You used to be so <laughs> likable. We were in the same pod. That you were a P. I was a P. We're hanging out, having a good time, and yeah. I just don't even know you, man. Yeah, and to be honest, like. It's been the best thing ever, um, like shedding a whole bunch of um, like pseudo fans over the last six months. Like it's been actually, it's like it's been like a growth thing to be honest. Because yeah. um, like I, I feel free of your expectation, and if you have an expectation that I should like just be pro Trump guy one hundred percent of the time, I'm sorry, I don't even want you in this room. Like I don't want you around. You're yeah, not, you're not the kind. It's not for me. It's not about like fucking audience numbers. You know what I mean? It's it's always been quality over quantity. So, yeah, it's the it's the cleansing of just that, the like you said those expectations. I'm constantly like posting out on my social media. I'm like, hey, if you guys think that a person or a, a, a party or anything else is like immune for the criti- or from being criticized, it's like I don't want to have a conversation with you. Like, exactly. I don't want to hear, but my party or but this party, but those persons. It's like you aren't even here for the for the politics of it. You aren't here for the, no. the actual conversation. You're here to be a cheerleader. Like, get right. out of here with that trash. Correct. And I mean, if you know anything about me, I will fucking I will put people to the sword if I like them. Like even like just for fun. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's the way it's gonna be. So even even people I like, I will make fun of because you know I'm that kind. I'm a very sarcastic guy. So it's it's bound to happen. I'm bound to make fun of somebody that you really like at some point. I'm sorry. Like it's just gonna. I happen. gun for them. 
I gun for them. It's just like, oh, you like this person? Let me find something that you... Exactly. I'm going to make you a hypocrite out of this. Out of you like this person, and, and here's something that you said that's repulsive. Well, now you're squirming. Like, exactly. Get I've, over it. I've, I've always felt like if I'm in a room with 10 people and all 10 people agree, I'm my first thought is not, oh, how good is it to be in a room with everybody agreeing? My first thought is always, wait, we must be missing something. Like, mm-hmm. we must be overlooking something here. How can it be that all 10 people see it all, like, the same way? That can't be correct. We, we have to be overlooking something. So I start bringing up counterpoints of contention. Then I'm the arsehole. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Yes. You're, you're, you're not working towards unity. Fuck unity. You're the contrarian. <laughs> exactly. You're just causing trouble. <laughs> so fuck all that. That's well, I'm going to put you guys through a purity test and I'm going to be around you, fucks. Come on now. <laughs> and, and, of course, I'm only bringing you on the show because you agree with me 100% all the time. This much we know. Every right? time. Every time. Every time. We both oppose mercantilism every time. <laughs> <laughs> you fascist. Um <laughs> So I wanted to show you this clip. I don't know. How much of yesterday's show did you watch? Uh, I, I, I saw a minute of it. I've, I've meant to, to go back and tune into it. Just a, yeah. just, just a minute, huh? Remember, I'm not a complete idiot. Just just a yeah. 99.9%. Well, I'm, I'm glad to know that you've done your homework here so you know that what we're talking about. So I basically did like an hour and a half of – it was probably more. It was closer to two hours – of just playing corporate clip, uh, corporate media clip after corporate media clip after corporate media clip of the soft promotion of the police state through the legalization of government tracking um, everybody's movements through their iPhones and the various things that come up with that, right? So one one thing that I've been dealing with over the last little while, Jason, is people bring mm-hmm. up, I think this is legitimately the dumbest argument in the history of arguments, like going all the way back to when people were wearing togas and sandals, right? This has to be the dumbest argument, where people say to me, I'll see you in hell. General Butt Naked has joined us in the chat. Thank you for joining us, sir. He's my MVP right now. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, people, have, people are saying things like, well, the government has always tracked your whereabouts on a mobile phone, so what's the difference? And I'm like, do you realise how stupid that argument is, right? Because, hey, illegal immigration has always been uh, happening, even though it's illegal. We may as well legalise it. And people go, oh, that's ridiculous. Don't be stupid. I'm like, oh, okay. Murder has always been illegal, but it's happened. Why don't we legalise it? Oh, don't be ridiculous. I'm like, you're doing the exact same thing now for the government, though. You're like, well, the government's always done it. We may as well make it legal then. It's like, no, 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 no. We need to enforce the law that it's not good, that it is illegal, not fucking legalize it. What the hell yes. is wrong with you? Absolutely. And, and you know, uh, I've, of course, developed over over the, what, two years now that we've been we've been in good communications with one another. Yep. Um, and so the, the, the Constitution used to be like that, that principle that really – I wanted to drive people to, and it's still a good value in this conversation. So the Fourth Amendment the is basically, it's basically man. you are protected from from like this unwanted search and seizure, which would include you know GPS tracking and whatnot. Uh, but there is a there is a little asterisk that I think you and I both have missed, and that is that there's a little tiny asterisk, and it says unless there's a, a virus out there. Ah, and so so really, we just, I didn't know. We have to give it up. We have to give it up. Oh, the whole man. entire actually, the whole entire document is actually null and voided right now. Really? So it's okay. 
Ah, uh, see, so yeah. I bet I bet it was that sneaky Benjamin Franklin who snuck that in right before everybody signed it because, you know, Freemasons and stuff. So he was probably like, he probably wrote it on the back of the paper, like just in a corner somewhere and nobody's, when, where can we get Nicolas Cage to get the... Uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> he he, uh, he took a picture outside on Facebook and uh, so he's been arrested. Uh, uh, sorry, man, yeah. we're, we're kind of screwed out. He thought he'd go and take a tour of the Washington Monument, but I'm here on important business. I'm trying to save the country. Sorry, bro. $500 bond. We're not going to let somebody's life. We're not going to let the hairdressers go. We're not going to let the hairdressers go. We're not going to let Nicholas fucking Cage go either. Yeah. What yeah. did you think yeah, of yeah, that story, by the way? The one I just played. Huh? Isn't that? Isn't that? Doesn't that give you a, a, a rage boner? Is this is this is why I live in this society right now? I I have to call my doctor every four hours because of these rage boners that I have twenty four seven. I mean, just just the level of and still to this day, I still see people going out there and supporting the blue lives, mm-hmm. blue line, right? And and so the the problem comes here is that every single police agency that is upholding these grotesque, unconstitutional, and just repugnant um, uh, provisions or declarations or whatever else just shows that they don't give a shit about the Constitution. No. They either don't give a shit about it or they don't they can't comprehend basic terms that are written within there. And so what we have is we have, you know, Bill de Blasio just tweeted out. I'm not sure if you covered that today, um, oh, yeah. but he just tweeted, tweeted out about the Jews. It's like, yeah, the Jews, Hey guys, uh, and everyone else in the community, the, the cops are coming to pick you up. Like, Hey, it's not, it's not a good thing, but it's the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the third right coming back. It's, it's, you just got to look at this stuff. It's, it's absolutely reprehensible the way that, you know, People are not only falling in line with the government's tyranny and the way that they're running this stuff, but then they're also like encouraging us. Like, uh, how many of you fuckers are Karens? Like, Karen, get, oh, yeah. get the hell out of here. So, like, snitching used to be like something that was very frowned upon, even by, you know, people who aren't in the fucking criminal world. But now it's almost like people have been unofficially deputized, right? Yes. Thank you for the diamond coffee talk with Sandra. I did a whole thing at the start of the show. Like, if you missed it, go back and and watch the replay. We we covered the uh, Bill de Blasio thing. So I put a little bit of uh, German uh, World War II marching music to it and recreated it to make it a little more Hitler-esque. But I'm kind of torn on that one because you see, uh, Jason, the here's the thing for me, right? I'm very I'm very uh, strong in my principles. I'm very uh, pro liberty. I'm very pro individual freedoms, as you know. And, yes. you know, it is like, you know, raising the black flag. We will take no prisoners when it comes to individual freedom. Like we'd leave nobody Absolutely. standing. But at the same time, uh, the Orthodox community in New York has been pissing people off for a long time, like just wandering around the streets, blocking traffic. Now, I think that everybody should be allowed to just wander around and nobody should be locked down. But then again, the sense of entitlement, I'm almost uh, cheerful that the sense of entitlement is being smacked down because it's like, well, I, I don't care if everybody else is locked in their apartments. That doesn't apply to me. You know, we're special. We're chosen. You know, it's like, well, hang on a minute. Now you're just like everybody else. Now it's Nazi time, right? It's like, well, <laughs> you see, you see, my, it's a tricky one for me. I'm kind of on, kind of on the fence because I, I can be a very vindictive person when I want to be. <laughs> Oh man! I... What? What? You you you're treating me like everybody else? What are you? Some kind of Hitler? What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> I, I should be allowed to get my cream cheese bagel before I go 
down to the funeral. What's the difference if I'm stopping traffic? You mean, I don't care. Nobody else should be allowed to do this, but I'm special. It's like, well, hang on a minute. I don't think you are special. Everybody should be allowed. Either everybody can do it or nobody can do it. How about that for a rule? <laughs> oh, man. I'm not I'm not supposed to laugh this hard right now. Um, I, I, I'm torn on that, too, because... Greenville, South Carolina, the city that I live right outside of, actually got listed as the worst city in all of America really? for following the social distancing. The state is now rated the only one to be rated F. Well done. We Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I uncover as much as I can. I'm like going as nude as possible when I go outside. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we rebel. We are, so there's, there's two types of libertarians that we commonly talk about. Mm-hmm. There are the libertarians that take natural, they take science, they take things and they, they get inundated with all this information and they go, here's a good logical, rational, conclusion um and then there's the libertarians sometimes i am i fall into this category where the government says hey don't do that and so i do i'm doing that of course i am i'm doing that so they're like don't jump off this bridge i'm like is is there water underneath i'm gonna find out and jump like <laughs> <laughs> so they're like hey where's the best i was like i'll trim my beard how about that like I think that's that's as good as you're gonna get. I think that's in our like in our nature as people who are more aligned with like libertarian schools of thought. Like we want to take responsibility for our own actions, and even yes. if somebody's advising us to be more responsible, then we will switch to irresponsibility because who the fuck are you to advise me? You know what I mean? So yeah. We can't help it. Like I think that's in our nature, and it probably it's probably a very deep ingrained psychological thing. It's probably like partly genetic as well. That just like it tends our personality traits towards that kind of response to authority. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and so for like for me here in America at least, you know, I don't I don't know what kind of criminals you guys have, but our criminals here are supposed to be limited by this document. And so I'm like, hey, here's this document that says you can't do that. So I'm not going to follow what you say because you don't follow what you're supposed to do. So right. I, we're just going to have this chain of events where I'm going to get thrown into a cage, probably get killed. But hey, that's, you don't follow the rules first. That's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> so you just got to yeah. do what you just got to do. So let's let's um, get to this item here. Actually, maybe I'll show you one more quick one. Get your thoughts on yeah. that, what's happening down here in Australia, if I could. So this was the official release. Like this was the official Twitter promo for the social tracking app that Australia is now pushing, which oh. everybody tries to pretend starts in Singapore. No, no, no. This is a China idea. This started yes. in China. And yes. uh, it doesn't matter if it's the Prime Minister of Australia or the President of the United States or the corporate media here or the corporate media there. Everyone is pretending that China has nothing to do with this for some reason. <laughs> Why would that be the case, I wonder? They're all like, oh, no, this is, this, you know, this is a tremendous idea, great idea. Singapore is doing it. I hear Singapore is doing great things, but we're going to do it so much better. And then people are like, but, sir, what about privacy? He's like, yeah, well, there's a constitutional problem. And he literally called the Constitution a problem in that press conference. And then and yeah. then went on to say, but you know what? We're going to get that sorted out. We're going to do it so much better. We're going to do it so much better than everybody else. Mm. Oh, so we're going to so track we're going to so we're going to track everybody so much better. That's reassuring. Uh, so this is the official government released uh, Twitter fucking promo. So I want to get your thoughts on this. See what you think. We're doing really well, Australia. We've flattened the. <laughs> You're doing really well, Australia. <laughs> Straight away, right? So well that we're gonna do some more shit to you. This, this is how you start off the conversation. You know, you're doing so good, Boogie. Boogie, you're doing so good. You're following all the rules, and we're just, 
right? We're just going to screw up your life. Is that cool? <laughs> Congratulations, Australia. You're the best at following the rules. You're so good. We're going to put this right up on the refrigerator. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm already at We've played literally two seconds. <laughs> two seconds of this clip. All right, let, let's carry on. Let's see if it gets any better. The curve and a managing coronavirus. We're managing it. Our path it. back depends on three critical things. Before- okay. Our path back depends on three critical things, Jason. What do you think those cri- – you know how they like to say we're going back to normal? How, what's it yep. going to take? What's it going to take for us? Please, Mr. Government, how can I help us get back to normal? I'm willing to do my the, part. I think the first one is take the quote and, uh, you know, you gotta. It takes good men to spit on their hands, raise the black flags, and start slitting throats. That might be number one. Uh, number two might be bringing back tar and feather, tar and number feather. three might be declaring your independence once again. Ah, we can go down. Bring that back seventeen seventy six. What is it? <laughs> what is it? From time to time, the tree of liberty must be uh, watered with the blood of tyrants, of tyrants and patriots, tyrants and patriots. So don't forget, patriots, you're in the mix too. You're in the blender as well. Oh yes. Just so you know, if you're not willing to stand up and fight for your shit, you're just nothing but a keyboard warrior, bitch. Like, I love it. Come on now, love it. All right, well, let's get back. Congratulations, Australia. You're doing, <laughs> such, a good, you're doing such a good fucking job. Four restrictions can be eased first to make sure we can identify people who have coronavirus Good. even if they're not showing symptoms. Good. Let's identify people, Jason. Yes. The testing. Here's here's the problem. Here's the core problem with just going with the testing. Mm. Hey, we've been testing 1% of the population. That's a huge success. We need to get to 100%. So judging by how long it took for us to get to 1%, judging by shutting down the economy in every country across the world, yes. uh, we'll be here for the next six years. Uh, hopefully you guys got enough food. Do you guys stock up? Got toilet paper? Probably not. Sorry, sucks a lot. Okay. Well, how about we just cut out the middleman? Why don't you just submit all of your personal medical records, all of your personal data to Google right now? So that'll save us the time of collecting it from you, you see. That'd be good. Okay. But yeah, that's that's the way we should do it. That's a good idea. Uh, because I don't know if you're aware of this or not, I covered a story on this show a couple of weeks ago where Google is offering free coronavirus yes. testing to people in exchange for their personal medical records because Google is trying to get into the medical records business. Apparently, it's a business now to yeah. Um, yeah, to send like medical records around different doctor's offices, right? So they're trying to develop a program to do that, but they're going to have to have access to your medical data. So, hey, we can test you for this uh, potentially deadly virus that you're all fucking terrified of, or you can go out there and die in the street like a dog. Just give us your medical records. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a simple simple transaction, right? Do you want to be susceptible to something with a hundred or one percent lethality rate, or do you want to give away your life? Like, exactly. which do you want to do? Well, I think I think I want to be I want to be rewarded for following the rules. There you, you go. There you go. You're going up on the fridge too. Yay! <laughs> Gold stars for everybody. Testing. Second, What's to second? quickly stop outbreaks, we'll roll out more rapid health response teams. We're going to roll out rapid health response teams. Are they the ones that uh, arrest mothers in in parks and drag them away in front of their children? I hope so. They're the ones that will be actively screening social media for any <sighs> posts and everything else. Yes, <clears throat> we definitely need more of that, don't we? It, here's the problem, right? So just before this, they were congratulating you guys. You guys were just successful in flattening the curve, right? Mm. You guys are, you know, your hospitals are not being overridden. Fantastic. Yay. So we have to have teams ready at, at the 
at every moment in order to get in as quickly as possible to help save your people. Yeah. So which, we can get which back one to of those normal. are we going to pick? So we can get back which, to normal, you see. Yeah. Because that's the important thing. Well, at least they're providing jobs. Mm. They're providing jobs. That's all it is. Yeah, government jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, you're, doing such a, you're doing such a good job of following the rules, we decided to make more rules. I, hang on a minute. What? <laughs> shouldn't it go the opposite way? <laughs> shouldn't it, if, if we're doing such a good job of following the rules, shouldn't we be, you know, getting more freedom now as a reward? <laughs> what kind of silly talk is this? <laughs> What's wrong with you? We need more of a problem, not less of it. Exactly. <laughs> Teams in each state and territory. And third, we need to speed up how we notify people exposed to COVID-19, which is why we've released the new COVID Safe app. COVID Safe. Jason. Mm. Don't you want to be This safe? app is going to save you. Yeah, it's going to save everybody. It will let you know quickly if someone you've had contact with has tested positive for coronavirus. <laughs> Don't you think it's brilliant that in places like California, uh, it's now illegal to reject somebody who gives a blood donation on the basis that they might have like HIV infection, for example. But if if somebody in your vicinity somewhere in your life has for some reason, one reason or another, come into contact with somebody who apparently has coronavirus, now Google is going to be the one that tells you you need to stay locked up in your own fucking home. Isn't that cute? I would hope that they don't tell you who it was. You like run into like 10 people throughout a span of like two weeks. And then you're like, one of you 10 fucks gave this to me. (laughs) That's exactly the point I made yesterday. It's like a Saw movie at this point. Imagine being locked in a room with five people and then a face comes up on the screen. You've all got mobile phones and it says one one person in this room has uh, a deadly virus. You have one hour to kill them. Like, you know, oh, it'd be worse than that. One person has attempted to kill all of you. Here's the picture. Go. <laughs> Go get them. Go find them. And we need as many Australians as possible yeah. to download the app. We need we need you to volunteer to, to download the app. See, I, I don't know. Let me get your thoughts on this. You know, people talk about the slippery slope fallacy, right? Thank you for coming. Oh, yeah. Is it a fallacy when it actually happens? Right, because no. here's the thing, right. So here's the thing: they say it's voluntary. Okay, now we're basically doing exactly what China has done for the last two months. When it starts with the lockdowns, shutting down businesses, uh, drones flying around cities now, and now pushing out of these fucking social tracking apps. This is all what's happened in China. We're just like a few weeks behind, basically, at this point. We're just copying them. So. What's happened in China is uh, it didn't have to start voluntarily over there, granted, because unlike us, uh, the Chinese know that they don't have any rights. See, we think we do, but they know that they don't. So they're probably smarter. Um, Just putting that out there. Uh, They're not, you know, they're not filled with hope porn like we are. They're good little program comrades. So they say that it's voluntary, but here's um, here's my thesis. It will be voluntary with conditions. So... They'll say, you don't have to download this social tracking app, but if you want to get on a bus, I'm sorry, you're going to have to have the app, right? Yeah. If you want to go to work, if you want to get into the town square, I'm sorry, you don't have to have the app, but if you want to participate in in what will become normal society, the new normal, you're going to have to have the app because now this is normal and you're abnormal for not having it. Do you think that's valid or not? Absolutely. So I I have a real-world experience with that here in America. um, We have what's called the real... We have the real idea. Are you familiar with that? No. 
So we had normal IDs, just state-issued IDs, and they were fantastic, right? They had your your name, they had your address, they had you know basic driving privileges that you could you were afforded by the state because you asked the crown properly. Okay. Um, and then along comes the state, or, or more accurately, the federal government. They say, "Hey, real IDs." Now, what's the difference between a real ID and your your regular ID? Absolutely nothing other than the fact that they have unlimited information that they can put on. Right. So they said, "Hey, starting in." October of 2019, if you want to take a flight, you have to have a real ID. There it is. You don't have to have a real ID, but you can voluntarily go and pay more money to get a real ID. So what you're saying is I can't do normal things if I don't have this real ID. Yeah, but it's voluntary. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, I've I've made the same argument about like should we ever get to the point where they want to start microchipping people? This is exactly where it'll start. They'll just say, "Oh, look, we're just going to microchip the sex offenders," and everyone will say, "Yes, that's a great idea because everybody hates sex offenders and rightfully so. Don't get me wrong." Um, but they'll say, "We have a right to know where all the sex offenders are," and it's going to be guys like you and me who say, "No, no, no, we don't want to microchip the sex offenders, not because they're sex offenders, but because we don't want to microchip anybody because it's a yes. really big intrusion on individual liberty." And they'll say, "Why you must be a sex offender too? Why are you sympathising exactly. with the sex offenders?" And then it'll move on. Then it'll become, "Oh, the terrorists, right? That we need to microchip the people who have previously spouted our terrorist ideology. We need to know where they are." Then talk oh, about please. the armed robbers. Then, then we'll talk about uh, the people with uh, apprehended violence orders against them, right? We need to know where they are all the time. We're keeping people safe. We're keeping the community safe. Until at such time as it gets to, uh, you know, you'll go to get on a plane and they'll say, you don't need to have a microchip, but I'm sorry, if you want to ride the plane, you're going to have to have a microchip because <laughs> we need to know who you are, right? Yep. It's bound you to happen. know your history. That's it. It's bound to happen. All right, let's play a little more of this. The yep. government, health workers and scientists are all playing their part and they need your help. <laughs> they need my help. I'm stiffing in. I'm, I'm, I'm chipping in. I'm making the world a better place. Thank you for coming. That's how Karen's justified now. calling 911 for social media posts. Yeah. I'm helping. I, I am an arm of the government. Oh, Jason, we're three followers away from our 1,000 follower goal. Shani for Christ, oh, who I know. Slacking. I know it's not the real Shani for Christ. Whoever made that Shani for Christ account, I know it's not you, Shani. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Shani for Christ. The more people who download the app, the fewer places the virus will have to hide, keeping you, your family, and your community safer. We're keeping everybody safe. Now, look at this. Now, look at this situation here. What looks like a regular barbecue gathering with uh, a bunch of friends. You can see like a bottle of wine on the table. There's no expense spared here. Look, we've got tomato and ketchup. Uh, sorry, ketchup and mustard options there, Jason. Yes. The, the high quality. Those better be Heinz, by the way. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, only wieners on the barbecue, which I find a little disappointing as an Australian. Yes. No, absolutely. I want to uh, say a lamb chop or two. No, no, no. What do we call that? No. What no. do we call that? A cookout. This is a cookout. This isn't a barbecue. Mm. Uh, it's one I can't step even call down. It a cookout. <laughs> it's not even a it's cookout. It's a sausage fest. It's a That's sausage sizzle. It <laughs> Great. So what what looks to see in the old normal, this would have been like just a regular kind of Saturday afternoon in the park or somebody's backyard. Mm -hmm. But what you have to understand is, folks, in the new normal, this is criminal activity. That's a war zone right there. Right? Not even just criminal. That's a war zone. Think of all lives the countless. Are being taken. Exactly. Think of all the lives that are being put at risk by this gathering. You you need to you need to learn yourself some respect. What the fuck is going on here, right? 
so we can get back to business and back to enjoying life sooner. Let's get back to enjoying life sooner by having the government track our whereabouts. Yeah, Let's extend long. out the time before we can have this, before we can have this at Correct. a sooner time. Absolutely. <laughs> With one simple but very important purpose. What's to that? To help our health workers contact you quickly yep. if you've been in contact with a person who has tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah, I want I want the government ha- to have a direct line right to me to tell me, hey, we're just, this is the way apparently it's going to work. The government's going to get in touch with you, Jason, via the phone, and they're going to say, look, I don't want to say too much, but apparently... Somebody you know has the virus, <laughs> so you may have you may have to lock down for the next couple of weeks. Just letting you know, bro. Okay. And so, no. well, where, where, where did this happen? What can I do? What should I? Shh, I've said too much. I'm sorry. Just just avoid crowds. Don't go out. Just stay inside. Okay. And we'll talk to you. And I love that the best part is people say, well, if they have incorrectly said that I've got coronavirus, then surely I'll have a right of reply, right? Like, oh, yeah, of course. You just write the government an email and they'll get back to you, you know? Yes. They'll, when the courts open up, they'll gladly take you in, just like all those people that were wrongfully killed by police. Exactly. They all won their day in court. Exactly. It's like, uh, what is the purpose of your email? Well, I'm contesting the rule that says that I need to quarantine for 14 days. Okay, no problem. Unfortunately, there is a 14-day wait for us to respond to emails due to the large volume. So if you could just quarantine for 14 days, then we'll get back to you. Okay, thanks for calling. Thank you for calling the government. And then in 14 days, they'll be like, all right, you got to start your 14 days. Sorry, it was denied. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You filled out the wrong form. If you could just go back to the back of the line there, take a new number. What you need to fill out is a COVID-19-B761 form. Uh, you filled out the 76-5 form. That's apparently just for people who have one grandmother who was born in an overseas country. But your grandmother was born here. So you need to fill out this form. I'm sorry. Here's how it works. How does it work? Using Show us how it works. the same Bluetooth technology that searches if your headphones or car are nearby. It's just like, it's just like having headphones or car. It's the exact same technology. There's nothing to be afraid of, right? It's fine. <laughs> your mobile phone securely and anonymously takes note of other app users you come in contact with. Securely and anonymously, Jason. That's important. Mm. Because there, yes. there, there's no collection of data taking place here. That's I think the, the fear part is real. <laughs> I love it. Contact with this information is encrypted and stored locally. Now this is the juiciest part for me, because I've been covering on this show for like the last month. <clears throat> Let's go to Canada for example. Canada mm-hmm. wants to get rid of what encryption on the internet. Because they say encryption on the internet makes the internet less safe because people yes. share around dangerous materials. We have William Barr on record saying that he wants the DOJ to work towards banning encryption. That's the whole point of the uh, Earn It bill, which is co-sponsored, yep. by the way, between the Republicans and the Democrats in the fucking Senate. So let's yep. not do this, oh, the lefties, the lefties, the lefties are trying to ban it. No, 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 no. It's both of them. Okay, so let's just get that clear. Co-sponsored by the Republicans and the Democrats. And William Barr, you know, our patriot William Barr, who believes in uh, all freedom and constitution and privacy and all of that shit, you know that guy? He's going to save everybody. He's going to lock up all the pedophiles. You know that guy, the hero, William Barr? He wants to get rid of encryption on the internet. So Wait, You just got to believe in Q. You just <laughs> just got to trust the plan. So the so here's the thing. Here's the juicy part for me. Whilst the governments are, the governments are simultaneously now saying to citizens, and citizens are believing this, the governments are simultaneously saying to citizens, we need to get rid of encryption to keep you safe, but don't worry about this app because it's encrypted, therefore you're safe. 
Can you figure that yes. out? Oh, it's the Patriot Act all over again. Yep. Hey, hey, we just got to look into your life for indefinitely. We'll throw you in jail. Let's go. It's only going to be the bad guys, though. It's only going to be the bad guys. Bad guys like Julian Assange, huh? He got what he deserved. That guy's like a mom in her park with her kids. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> they lock them all up. Fuck it. On your phone, you won't be able to see or access it and is kept there for 21 days, after which it is permanently deleted. Permanently deleted. Permanent, just... From that database, but not the one that they transferred it to. It. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you can trust the government, can't you? Come on. They say they're permanently deleting your record. They're permanently deleting your record. I mean, look, the records, the le- the records for Jeffrey Epstein's uh, prison stay were permanently deleted, so we could trust them, right? Yeah. Uh, that happened. That wasn't a problem. <laughs> we could get rid of those. If someone you have been near in the past 21 days later tests positive for coronavirus, the information stored on that person's phone can mm. be sent to health workers in oh. your state or territory oh. to contact you quickly Good. and let you know what steps you will need to take to keep yourself and those around you safe. Just shoot yourself. That's that's what they're going to tell you. You've killed too many people already. Just shoot yourself. Oh, so wait, my phone without my knowledge is now going to be sending my personal information to medical professionals who will then get in touch with me. It's 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 the equivalent of sending the guys in white coats to come around and drag you off to the insane asylum. But Boogie, this is just the beginning. So oh, good. imagine you wake up and you have back pain. Your phone's instantly going to tell your doctor and then you're going to be like, they're going to call you on immediately be like, hey, come on in. We got the shots ready. Yeah. It's fantastic, right? Think of, think of the innovation. Oh, and Lou Ferrigno brings up a great point in the chat. Um, this was on the video we played yesterday, but I just kind of glazed over it. But he's correct. Mm-hmm. They are also making the app part of iOS and Android. So in future mm. updates to your iPhone, it'll just be part of the update. So it's an app That's now, disgusting. but in the future, it's just going to be part of the program. It's just going to be part of the hardware. Mm. Don't you feel safe? Uh, can you? How long can, have I got with you? Can you stick around a little or...? I'm good. Okay. okay. All right. So let's get to this video here. Uh, this is from CNBC, which, to be fair, does some pretty good work. It's like the NBC business channel. <clears throat> and so from time to time, they do some pretty good stuff. It is funny, like you find on the business channels, a lot less ideology, um, you know, as a, just a general statement. Um, but I haven't watched this yet, but I'm pretty sure because all of the corporate media is essentially in lockstep in promoting this fucking shit. I'm pretty yep. sure that this is going to be a promo piece as well. So feel free to jump in whenever you feel the need, whenever you see something that bothers you, uh, talking about individual liberty, knowing the Constitution like you do. I go to you for these kinds of things, right? So let's have a little look here at what CNBC. This video is called How Google and Apple Could Help Track Help the U.S. Track the COVID-19 Spread. They're just helping. All right. No, I'm going to stop there right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even played yet. We haven't even played yet. <laughs> There's this law called HIPAA where everyone's medical records are private. Oh. oh done. Wow. Well, they're done. We're done. We're done here. Let's. Well, to, be, to be fair, I don't think that's part of the Constitution, though. So, you know. It's not. There, there you go. There you go. All right. Let's negated. Go. It's also got that asterisk, too. Excellent. <laughs> let's have a look. Experts say a lack of reliable data can leave citizens confused about what actions to take. Are you confused? (laughs) Always. 
There's too many damn laws on the book. I'm always confused what I'm supposed to do. You know, experts say a lack of reliable data can leave citizens confused about what actions to take. Who are our experts? Well, who knows? <laughs> we're gonna, and I'm sure they're going to only give you data from one side of like the, the perspective. Mm. It's all going to be skewed in the way that they want you to. Don't worry. Don't worry. This is all going to be completely unbiased. Like, There's <laughs> you, no two sides to this you, discussion. You know, you know, our unknown, unnamed experts here have an opinion about unreliable data. Our unnamed <laughs> sources have an opinion about unreliable data, Jason. Especially since most of us are still leaving sometimes. Whether it's for exercise, yep. groceries, or... How oh, dare you guys leave sometimes? Oh, we, How oh, dare you? We've started way too late. We need to start here. Here's the start of the video. When the coronavirus broke out in China, go. the surveillance state went into overdrive. It, it certainly did. It certainly mm -hmm. did. Thermal scanners were installed in train stations. A color-coded surveillance app tells citizens whether they can leave their homes. <laughs> oh, God. A color-coded surveillance been. app tells citizens when they can leave their homes. This is, that's beautiful. Freedom. It's complete freedom. You just, you just, you got to get checked up. Are you, are you a prisoner today in your own home? Or are you free? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I'm good. See, the, good. the beautiful part for me is like, uh, guys like us would say that this whole idea is just disgusting and an infringement on individual freedom and stuff. But there would be yeah. other people who would download the app and then purposely pray every day that they get a red signal so they can call up and say to the boss, sorry, can't come in. Google told me not to. So I just have to now I just have to stay home, play Fortnite and masturbate. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like This is my day now. I'm sorry. I'll check again tomorrow, like boss. That. You can't argue with Google. Google is the new bot. Google is MAGA. You got Microsoft. You got Apple. You got Google and you got Amazon. That looks like MAGA to me. That spells I'm calling, I'm, I'm calling that app Q. I got to trust the plan, you know? It says, it says don't go. I got to trust the plan, bro. Millions of security cameras revealed who was breaking quarantine. Many Thank you for coming. You. I'll see you in hell. I think we're, I think we're one away from 1,000. Hang on a minute. Surely not. I'm having a look here. 999. That oh, no. Are we on top of this? Have we got to 1,000, ladies and gentlemen? I'm not sure. We did it. People are saying we did it. Oh, no. I, I need to be sure because my number says 998. I, my I number, see 998. And I now see 999. I see 999. I see 999. If this ticks over to 1,000, what are we going to do? How will, how will we celebrate? What do you Boogie, think? I'm half tempted to hit the unfollow button. I'm half tempted. <laughs> <laughs> I that have comes an, from nothing but love. I have an idea on how we should celebrate. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, 9.99. These are never good ideas. One more. We're one, we're one away. It's 9.99. Oh, God, we're so fucking close. 9.99. All right, let's carry on. They deemed the lockdown and surveillance measures draconian, but ultimately successful. <laughs> draconian but successful. <laughs> Don't you we just this? We shackled everyone to a wall, but, you know, it was a little draconian, but no, no. nobody you'll, left. You'll be amazed. The crime rate dropped once we threw everybody in prison. <laughs> it worked. Oh, no, I have... a thousand. We're up to a thousand. UK Neil with a diamond. A thousand followers, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Beautiful. Well, let's let's celebrate the way we started with uh, the great mayor Bill De Blasio, who's going to secure a future for the white race in New York City, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we did it. Okay, take it away, Bill De Blasio. You're letting the 
the, the diamonds. Oh, the diamonds are rolling in. You get it's gonna be Friday all over again for you, Boogie. Oh, it's fantastic. Let's let's let Bill De Blasio bring in our thousand followers. Let's go. Spoke last night out of passion. I could not believe my eyes, Mark. It was deeply, deeply distressing. Again, this is a community I love. This is a community I have spent a lot of time working with closely. And if you saw anger and frustration, you're right. I spoke out of real distress that people's lives were in danger before my eyes, and I was not going to talk. So I regret if the way I said it in any way gave people uh, a feeling of being treated the wrong way. It was not my intention. It was said with love, but it was tough love. It was anger and frustration. What I saw in Elmarsh, it's not happened in other places. Let's be honest. This kind of gathering has happened in only a few places. And it cannot continue. It's endangering the lives of people in the community. So to all those, I understand politicians, everyone has said, oh, look, you know, this is like people gathering the park. No, it's not like people gathering the park. It was thousands of people, and we just have an honest conversation here. It was not acceptable. We will not tolerate it. I also will not tolerate any anti-Semitism, ever. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen. The great Mayor Bill de Blasio. Based Bill. Thank you, everyone. People are dropping uh, diamonds and guineas on us. Thank you so much. We've reached a 1,000. Absolutely sensational. Let me pump some shit into that chest for you. How about that? I'm going to jackpot 5,000 in the chest. Let's go. Big fight. I'm going to open it right now. Thank you, everyone who joined us. Thank you, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, 1,000 followers. We did it, baby. We did it. Oh, and we had and we had Mr. America, the Beard of Truth, on the line while we were doing it. How about that? Is he there? I, as as hard as I could try, I couldn't get you to lose your followers, Boogie. You just, <laughs> you you just try harder. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody in the chat. I'm distributing. The, I'm opening the chest right now. Six thousand lemons in the chest. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys are absolutely amazing. We made we made it, baby. We did it. What a day. There you go. I think I may have lost you for a second. Are we back now? Have you got me now? You think he may have lost me for a second? I can hear you, baby. Hello? I can hear. I can hear your keys clacking on the board. I can hear the keys clacking away. Let's do this because this worked last time. Let's pop him out and then pop him back in. Can you hear me now? Oh, see, at the at the moment, at the moment when we got a thousand, he drops out. Monica with the diamond says, "Congrats, Boogie, sir. You deserve a million. Thank you to the guys who uh, dropped Ninja Ginis on me. I, I'm sorry I missed it. It went by so fast. You guys are absolutely fucking amazing. And we did it right on the two hour mark, right at the end of the show. How about that? Thank you, everyone. Congrats. No, don't congrats me. Congrats you." Congrats you. <laughs> Creative license, you've been a good boy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, are you back now, Mr. America, the Beard of Truth? Can we hear you? Thank you. Lou Frigno with the diamond. Thank you so much. 
He's there. I think he's just having issues with his thing. I'm going to drop him out again and then bring him back. Can you hear me now? Oh, we just should savor the moment, perhaps. <laughs> I saw Henry St. George, uh, George tuck a bumper in the chat when I started playing Bill de Blasio again. He's like <laughs> counting back down. 1,000, 999, <laughs> We had to do it in style, though, don't you think? You think you got DC'd. Thank you so much for the diamond, Natty C. Hells yes, Boogie. Rocket America with the diamond says, congrats on the mine milestone. Always great thumb. Uh, great fun. Winning TV with the diamond. Follow Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you what, we'll try one more time to get Mr. America back. All right. Can you hear me now? Have you got me now? Just unmute your unmute your microphone. Seems like Mr. America, the beard of truth. It seems like his internet is not working for us. We only got 21 seconds into our second video there. But you know what? Maybe, i tell you what, uh, we'll, we might leave it there then. We've, we've, we've been going two hours anyway. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us, Mr. America, the beard of truth. Technical issues aside... Uh, it seems that it's not working for us, so we'll we'll get you next time, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's always a pleasure. Follow Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, by the way, on Twitter at Mr. Bearded Truth. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have our comrade, our black shirt wearing libertarian comrade here on this program. Uh, there's so much more we could have gone over, but you know what? I'm just ecstatic. Thank you, everybody, for helping us. Oh no, we're back down to 9.99 again. Oh no, what's going on? Oh no. <laughs> Well, we hit a thousand anyway. We did hit a thousand. So to be fair, you know, we're right on the cusp. So hopefully, you know, a few more. If we could get like one or two over a thousand, that would be awesome as well. Just saying. So <laughs> thank you everyone for helping us get uh, to a thousand followers on DLives. Yeah, we'll take, we'll have a beer now. We'll call it a night. Uh, thank you to everyone for contributing on DLive tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you to everyone for sharing the show out over the last six months or so. Uh, thank you to the guys on the other platforms who came over onto DLive and helped spread the word and help uh, subscribe and became uh, subscribers. And since we hit our thousand, I will get in touch with our glass guy, uh, uh, Ian Michael. Uh, forget his Twitter handle. Kind of lost for words now. So I will get in touch with our glass man, uh, Evil Ian, and I'll see about, I'll figure out some way to do a subscriber-only uh, jackpot at subscriber only giveaway and one of our lucky subs ladies and gentlemen will be taking home will be receiving an authentic glass handmade official daily boogie dildo ladies and gentlemen so thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the daily boogie I'll be back on Friday night with Joy of Pessy follow Joy of Pessy dlive.tv slash Joy of Pessy where we'll be reviewing myself uh, Major Tom JJ Stoner and somebody else, I think, I can't remember, of course, the man himself, Joy of Pessy, will be reviewing a couple of educational videos teaching old people how to surf the internet, which was made in about 1997, 
and How to Get Revenge, which was made about roughly the same time. Thank you, everyone. Thanks so much for the kind words. Thank you to everyone who contributed on DLive. Uh, don't forget the, the replay of JJ Stoner's interview with the mighty Mike Murga. It was a beautiful train wreck. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw he was live. So I was like, oh, and I kind of half, I was half awake for like five minutes and I shared it and I started listening to it. And I just remember thinking, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> like Mighty Mike was giving JJ instructions on how to interview him. And I thought, wow, this this guy is really Hollywooding our JJ. Can't have that. But apparently it all turned out well in the end. So I'm going to go back and listen to the replay. So thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to follow our friends, ladies and gentlemen. The great JJ Stoner, Joy of Pessy, Irrational Times, Sunday Night Shit Show, Mr. America, The Beard of Truth. Thank you again for coming on. Major Tom, who's on a Sunday. Uh, you've also got Why Censored, UK Neil, Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, live every Saturday night from 8 p.m. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to congratulate us on making it to 1,000, the big one triple zero, ladies and gentlemen, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Once again, just one more time, thank you so much to everyone for sharing the show out. Um, you guys are the best and we wouldn't have done it without you doing that. We wouldn't have done it without you guys sharing it out and, you know, listening to this podcast like you do. So thank you so much. And the sky's the limit. From now, we've reached that milestone. So let's fucking keep the momentum going. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everyone. Until next time, which for me is Friday, Joy of Pessy. Don't forget, follow Joy of Pessy. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. 